Hello and welcome to Truth and Journalism, a radio broadcast dedicated to applying the Word of God to current events. Well, today on Truth and Journalism, we're going to talk about Christmas. Well, friends, today is Christmas Eve, and Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. So today we're going to talk Christmas and Christmas things. I know, I know. The name of this broadcast is Truth in Journalism, and there has been an awful lot of journalism-type stuff going on. What with, you know, demons being toppled, Jerubbable style in Iowa, to Donnie from Queens being struck from the Colorado ballot, there has been an awful lot of newsworthy stuff, as well as, you know, the whole world being on fire. And it's tempting in times like these to skip Christmas and just say, no, there's too much going on that Christians need to be aware of. Well, we'll get to the world being on fire in the Colorado court and our latter-day Gideon. Believe that, but not today. And the reason we're not going to get to it today is because Jesus' birth is still the most relevant good news in history, alongside his perfect life, atoning death, and resurrection, ascension, session, and planned return, etc. And Easter and Ascension Day and all the other Christian holidays are great and worthy, but they aren't Christmas. And today we're talking about Christmas because tomorrow is Christmas. And perhaps there's an opportunity today to be particularly grateful to God for his goodness, not in spite of, but in light of, the psychopathy of society. We can be especially grateful to God that Christ himself is far from the madding crowd. We can have peace in this strife-stricken world because we have Christ. And having Christ doesn't change the world, but it does change us who are in the world. And that's part of the beauty and tragedy of Christmas, and I use the word tragedy advisedly, because God came into the world, God took on flesh, and nothing changed. And I think that's a notion that Christians don't always wrestle with to its fullest extent. We're aware of it in the sense that people are aware that they breathe air, but you don't really think about it unless someone points it out to you, or if you're struggling to catch your breath. We often overlook the fact that while Christmas changed everything in some ways, it changed nothing in others, which sounds like a logical contradiction. Christmas changes everything and nothing. No logician or dialectician worth his salt could say such an obvious incoherency, and yet I said it, and I think I'm a logician at least worth my salt, and perhaps a bit more. And I make this claim not because I'm so wise, I'm not, but because I believe the Bible and human history teach us that Christmas changed everything and nothing. So what I'd like us to do today is to examine these claims, the claims that Christmas changed everything and nothing, and consider them, and then we'll conclude with our conclusions, which is a good way to conclude. First, Christmas changed everything. Now, of course, this is the easy part of the broadcast. Christmas changed everything because Jesus is the long-expected Messiah who came, and now that he has taken on flesh, God has been made man, and Emmanuel has bridged the chasm between deity and humanity. Now that God is made man, everything has been set in motion. And when I say everything has been set in motion, I'm using a rather physical, but I hope helpful analogy. Think of a set of dominoes, or if you have a great imagination, think of a Rube Goldberg machine. Imagine some kind of mechanism that once it starts, even with the smallest act to start, the whole thing will go of itself and there is no stopping it. From the moment Mary conceived, a series of unstoppable events began and those events could transform all of humanity. The series of events put in motion by Christmas includes the atonement and forgiveness of sin, the giving of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the existence of the church, and someday the revelation of the man of sin, the total defeat of Satan and all those who rebel against God, the doing of justice on a cosmic scale, and eternal peace, love, joy, and fellowship between God 
and his children. Those are the things that Christmas brings and makes possible. Because Christmas, every good promise in the Bible can be fulfilled. Because Christmas, every terrifying threat will be made good against those who hate God. Because Christmas, everything changed and changes. We see this most obviously when the angels proclaimed Christ's birth to the shepherds of Bethlehem. We read in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census to take place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly... A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angels come and they proclaim that God is glorious because of what he has done. Angels come and sing. It's good news of great joy for all the people. This is wonderful. Christ being born is great good news. Christ's coming has changed everything. And yet... And yet, and yet, nothing has changed. Consider what happened after the Magi visited. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 and following say this, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Christmas changed everything, and yet it changed nothing. And the reason it changed nothing is obvious. The world continues to be full of sin and evil. Evil people continue to do evil things. Yes, Jesus was born and everything changes because of that. But Herod hears of it. And it's the same old story, the same old sin, the mighty in this world abuse the powerless and the strong oppress the weak and the slaughter of the innocents is carried out. Yes, everything changed and yet nothing changed. Longfellow wrote about this paradox at the height of the Civil War. He wrote, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat, 
of peace on earth, goodwill to men. In thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Yes, the world is full of evil. The world is full of wickedness and unrighteousness and nastiness. The cruel and vicious do whatever they want. Evildoers continue on as though Christ had never come. And yet he has come. He came. And he did everything he was supposed to do. He fulfilled the prophecy so that on the cross he cried out, It is finished and everything has changed. Brothers and sisters, friends, the world's on fire. And America is rushing headlong into civil war. Our culture and our society are decadent and degenerate. Everything is falling apart. The center cannot hold. The powerful oppress the powerless. The weak exploit the strong. Evil triumphs over good. The world continues on as it has from the beginning. Nothing has changed. But everything has changed. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. Because things have been set in motion that cannot be undone. Christ has come the first time and he will come a second time. God has appointed a day, an hour to judge humanity and Christ has been appointed as that judge. Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom shall have no end. But more than that, Christ has ascended and all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. But more than that, he has sent the comforter to be with us, to guide us into all truth and to produce fruit in and by and for and unto and through us. And Christ is present in the world through his body, the church. All these things are changes that changed because of Christmas and they change everything. Christmas has transformed the whole world. Christmas has transformed more than the whole world. It has translated the whole universe and beyond. Heaven and hell are different because of Christmas. Nothing can be the same now that God has become man. Because of Christmas, God will make all things new. Jesus transforms everything and brings life into everything. Yes, it's true that many, if not most, continue on doing evil, but they're doing evil in a world that has been redeemed. The wicked continue to be depraved, but their depravity is carried out in bodies that Christ died for. People continue to sin, but they sin with sin that's been paid for. And some of you might say, some of you might be very hard-nosed pragmatists, and you might say, listen, Luke, you handsome scholar, you, that's all fine. That's well and good. 
It's fine. That, that's great that the ungodly are ungodly in a world that God will redeem. But they're still acting ungodly. Sure. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. 100% right. What's your point? If you want to say that Christmas changed nothing because evildoers continue to do evil, you're entirely justified. I th- but I think you're missing the point. Because the point of Christmas was not that every soul would be saved, that every soul would live in a saved world where their salvation was possible. That was the goal, that every soul would live in a saved world where their salvation was possible. They were no longer without God and without hope in the world. There's hope now. Yes, if you want, you can say that nothing has changed and you're right. But you're no more right than the man who says that everything has changed. Because the one who says that everything has changed is right that Christmas has brought all those good and great things I mentioned above. Christmas has made God man so that man might someday be made like God. Someday the great promise of the Bible that God would be our God and that we would be his people and that someday we would be one with the Father as the Son is one with the Father. Someday this promise of oneness and intimacy with God will be fulfilled. But we grew closer to that someday through Christmas. In closing... I wish to read some beautiful words, some of the most underrated and glorious poetry in all of Christian hymnody. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old, from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all-gracious king. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled, and still their heavenly music floats o'er all the weary world. Above its sad and lowly plains they bend on hovering wing, and ever o'er its babble sounds the blessed angels sing. But with the woes of sin and strife the world has suffered long, beneath the angels' strain have rolled two thousand years of wrong, and man at war with man hears not the love song which they bring, Oh, hush the noise, ye men of strife, and hear the angels sing. And ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow, look now for glad and golden hours. Come swiftly on the wing. Oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. For lo, the days are hastening on by prophet bards foretold, when with the ever-circling years comes round the age of gold, when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling. And the whole world give back the song which now the angels sing. Christmas has changed everything. And Christmas has changed nothing. It all depends on how you look at it, I suppose. But my hope and prayer for you and yours is that you will see that Christmas has changed everything and live in light of that truth. I hope and pray you will. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another exciting episode of Truth in Journalism. Thank you, and may God bless your day to his glory.